0: Experience. Pat Mayo experience. Pat Mayo experience. Experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Week 16 rankings, injury update, props, and DK ownership slash picks. I didn't do a DraftKings pick show this week, you know, the holidays, because I wanted to do this show instead a day early to get people prepared. So I'll try to give out some plays, but if you just want the better plays and let the computer make the selections for you, run the sims.com right now is 100 bucks through the... Now, through the Super Bowl, so that's the best deal that you're going to find on an optimizer, a game simulator, customizable projections that you can make yourself, and betting tools, uh, especially for prop bets that are up there, that you can utilize to go win some cash over the holiday season and into the New Year's. Run the sims.com or to smash the like button of the episode. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. And because I'm doing this a day early on the injury report, I'm going to be sending out a new newsletter on Saturday morning with updated injury statuses and rankings. Um and I will update those all the way up through Saturday night for the games and then into Sunday for the games. So you can just subscribe to the newsletter that's down in the description. Bookmark it that you can check back once injuries break. Everything you will see will be updated up there at the moment. The newsletter right now, if you want to go check out what I'm going through on this injury report, that cheat sheet, that's available in the newsletter. You just go to Substack or just go down in the description, type in Mayo Media, and you can find that. The rankings are available down there, just like they are in the description as well. Cuss Corner coming out on Christmas Day if you need to have a laugh and some time to kill hopefully everyone's having a pretty good fantasy playoffs hopefully it's a better holiday season uh because who knows who's going to be playing on sunday and saturday by the time we actually get there if something dramatically changes on sunday morning or saturday evening i will do another Quick update show to see where I'm at uh, with everything, but I want to start with the prize picks and the props for the week to go. <clears throat> Obviously, I lost my best bet of the week, uh, which was San Francisco minus three on Thursday night. However, I pounded the Julio Jones unders, like I said I would the moment that they got released, and finally they got released, just under 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 under, and boom, paid for itself. So still in the uh, still on the red, red the black. I don't know what the good one is. I am not an accountant. I don't know what that means. Up money, because uh, the max bets on Julio Jones, unders on receptions and yardage ended up coming through because every time he's on the injury report this season, he hits his under almost every single time. But, what are we going to do for the rest of the week? Now, you can go with a two play or a three play here. So, the two for Sunday I like the best, and what you do is go to prizepicks.com, use code M-M-N at deposit, you deposit 100 bucks, it will give you another 100 bucks. So, a deposit match of up to $100, so deposit 100 get 200 and with the two that I'm going with right now for Sunday, Dawson Knox over 33 and a half receiving yards against the New England Patriots. The game not going to be played in a monsoon or a hurricane. This time. So they will be able to pass the ball a little bit. Uh, and now that the news that Cole Beasley is going to be out this week, uh, Gabriel Davis also going to be out this week for the Buffalo Bills. There's only so many pass catchers that they have. So maybe if you can find like Isaiah McKenzie over under like nine and a half receiving yards, maybe take that as well. Couldn't find that one available, but Dawson Knox over 33 and a half like that a lot. I'm going double tight end set here. Tyler Huntley starting for the Baltimore Ravens this week now. It does look like. Lamar Jackson isn't officially out, but it's trending towards him not playing against Cincinnati Bengals. Got to throw to someone as underdogs. Mark Andrews, only 58.5 receiving yards. Seems pretty low to me. I think the Bengals will go out of their way to try to get them out. But Huntley only has one third down play. Chuck it up to Andrews. So go double over on those. $25, pay $75 on three times your money. But I'm greedy. You know how greedy I am. And it always ends up costing me. But I'm going to throw a third play from Saturday evening onto that list as well. Christian Kirk over 54 and a half receiving yards against the Detroit or against the Indianapolis Colts. My apologies, it was the Lions last week, and he hit that number, so hopefully he can do that again against a somewhat diminished Indianapolis secondary. You can take advantage of them deep, and that's the route that Christian Kirk runs, especially if they fall behind in this game. Oh, my God. I was a bit of a panic mode uh, early in that game. It's like, oh, man, Kirk's not going to get there, and then they fell behind. It's like, oh, no, Kirk is most definitely going to get there. Every time that Hopkins is out, continue to play these Kirk overs as long as they stay below 55 yards, and we're a half yard under that, so let's go over Christian Kirk. So Kirk, Knox, Mark Andrews I have it posted in the Saturday newsletter when that comes out 75 bucks pays 375 bucks let's go five times our money on the 3 pick play now if you want to get in the mayo media props contest uh it's a low stakes type thing with big return though you play a seven dollar and 11 cent entry on pricepicks.com with the saturday and sunday games uh and you have to put in seven dollars and 11 cents that's how it qualifies you go five of five you win 10 times your money plus you get a bonus 50 dollars if you deposit with using code mmn at pricepicks.com celebrate this holiday season by depositing at pricepicks.com using code mmn let's get to the injuries because there's a ton, and obviously this can change. This is like a very fluid thing, this injury report right now, so uh, bear with me in case all the stuff is not the same. Leonard Fournette's been placed on IR. He is not going to play. That means Ronald Jones is expected to be the starter, get around like 70% of the snaps. He's a top 10 play at running back this week. J.D. McKissick is out for the Washington football team. He ain't playing. We don't know if Antonio Gibson is going to play as of yet either with this toe injury, so that means that Jared Patterson could be the lead running back. Jonathan Williams might see some running. If Wendell Smallwood can get activated, he could play the JD McKissick role. Patterson's the only one I would really consider playing if Gibson sits. And if Gibson plays, you play Gibson. I probably wouldn't worry about the rest of them, although the football team is a 10 point dog to the Dallas Cowboys. You would expect some passing, so maybe there'd be value on Wendell Smallwood. Not enough for me to be like, hey, I want to play Wendell Smallwood. No thanks on that one. Dalvin Cook is out for the Minnesota Vikings. Play Alexander Madison easy stuff. Kareem Hunt is likely out against the Green Bay Packers on Saturday evening. Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson do retain some value in this matchup, although the upside is somewhat limited. It's funny that Chubb actually needs Hunt and Dearness Johnson to be out to really maximize his touch ceiling because they just don't use him in the receiving game enough to hit there. Now, he can always get there on these long runs or through touchdowns, but in terms of bulk volume, it's just not there for him. It's kind of crazy to see. At least their offensive line shall return this week, so they're not going to be playing with, like, guys from State Farm on their offensive line like they did last week against the Raiders. That should be to the benefit of both Browns running backs. Jamal Williams likely in, DeAndre Swift likely in, Uh, so that kind of kills Craig Reynolds, I have it Swift at number 22 in the rankings. Jamal Williams at number 34 at the running back rankings. And then Craig Reynolds at number 45. Swift would be the only one I would gamble on. Don't even really know how many touches he's going to get. But if he plays, you have to... If they're bringing back DeAndre Swift, their quote-unquote franchise running back, in a meaningless game off of injured reserve... It's tough because Detroit is stupid and they would bring back an injured DeAndre Swift only to watch him get injured even more in this situation. But you got to assume they're not complete jabronis and they're not morons and they wouldn't risk his health. So you got to play DeAndre Swift and roll with his upside. He was like a top five running back before he got hurt. So that's the sort of power punch you want in week 16 in your fantasy lineups. Travis Homer likely in. Phillip Lindsay likely in. Alex Collins likely in. Damian Harris likely in. Pay attention to Ramondre Stevenson against the Bills. He's been suffering with a non-COVID illness all week. Not sure whether or not he's going to play, but as long as Harris is back, it's Harris's backfield, and he's a top 20 running back this week. James Conner is going to be a game-time decision Saturday evening against the Colts with his heel injury. He says that he is going to play. I have swapped him and Chase Edmonds in the rankings uh, very slightly. They're only four spots apart, but... It's a pain tolerance issue for James Conner, and if things are not going well for him, I expect to see more Chase Edmonds in this game over Conners just based on the fact that he might end up leaving. It's riskier to play James Conners over Chase Edmonds in the circumstance. Still both top 30 players this week. David Johnson is questionable with a quad injury. Not that you care, but it could release Royce Freeman in the Texans' backfield against a weak Chargers run defense. Rex Burkhead still expected to be the lead in that situation. Miles Sanders is questionable with a quad injury. Getting the feeling that he might not play, and if he does play, he might only play a bit if Philly ends up getting up in this game, so I bumped him down and the rankings moved up Jordan Howard, because that seems to be the back that they want to use, who is not. Miles Sanders, and they actually trust Jordan Howard around the goal line if they're not just running it in with Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders can't buy a touchdown at this point, so he's not a great play anyway, although he always comes through when no one wants to play him and when everyone has him on their bench. But if Miles Sanders is playing, he's a running back three. He's a flex play this week. You could do better, but there is still a lot of potential upside with him. If he doesn't go, then I will bump up Jordan Howard like number 24 in the running back rankings, and he actually becomes a pretty... Good play is, you know, stretching it, but he's not a bad play at the same time. He does come with, like, two touchdown upside, which could be good enough at this point in time. Austin Eckler is questionable on the COVID list, although thanks to our friend Liz Loza over at Yahoo Sports having him on the show, and he recommended that you pick up Justin Jackson, so I've taken Austin Eckler out of my rankings. Here's the thing. If Eckler is active in plays because he's not officially out yet, play Austin Eckler. That's simple. With Justin Jackson... I mean, he's not great, so that's an issue, but I think you have to gamble on his potential upside in the situation in a weak matchup against the Texans because Joshua Kelly is still going to get a few carries in this game. I have Justin Jackson at number 20 in the running back rankings. That is one spot ahead of Michael Carter. That's one spot behind Aaron Jones, behind Damian Harris, behind Melvin Gordon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but that's the sort of range that he's in. Maybe he has massive upside in this great matchup and you want to risk it. I'm just saying that when you balance in the downside uh that you know he's not very good just one problem he's not any good so that's an issue but it's a great matchup and he might see like 90% of the workload so you have to factor in that upside to go along with it he is a firm running back to this week maybe you can rank him higher maybe you can rank him lower but he is going to be a start in your fantasy lineups unless you're set which no one seems to be at this point Adrian Peterson is questionable. No one cares. Joe Mixon is questionable with a knee injury. It does look like he's going to play, but he might not play a full workload against the Baltimore Ravens. Keep an eye on Samaje Pirine taking away his work. When someone scores a touchdown from in close and it's a running back, don't just assume it's Joe Mixon and celebrate. Just, you know, do the five count and be like, is that Pirine? Okay, it's not Pirine. It's Mixon. We're good to go. Carlos Hyde is probably going to be out with a concussion still. Uh, no word on him yet. James Robinson's also dealing with a knee and a great, situation against the jets hopefully you can go if not it's like divine azigbo and dare ugala baluga Dare, just dare, dare to dream. Uh, he's going to be the pass catching back. Ozyma, like might be the lead back if somehow James Robinson can't play, although I expect James Robinson to play in this game. Wide receivers to keep an eye on Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis, as mentioned, both out on the COVID list, both unvaccinated, so they have no chance of coming back this week against the New England Patriots. This probably puts Gabriel Davis out for Week 17 as well. Beasley, I believe, would pass the 10 days and be able to play in Week 17 uh, as long as he's fine. Uh, which he seems to be because I think he's just on the COVID list, uh, but being an unvaccinated player, that means you're out for at least 10 days uh, automatically. So that's them's the breaks. Uh, so get them out of your lineup. Emmanuel Sanders should return in the lineup for the Buffalo Bills. Isaiah McKenzie might get some extra run in this game too as the Patriots go out of their way to take out Stephen Diggs because that is the best option that the Bills have. We'll see how they try to scramble and deal with the rest of it. As mentioned in the prize pick section, I like Dawson Knox over the number uh, in the mid-30s of receiving yards in this game. I've updated the rankings. They're available on DKNation.com down in the description. If you do need this updated injury report, the cheat sheet is in the Mayo Media newsletter, so go sub to it right now plus it has game information has a bunch of stuff in there too secret shows uh that you can watch we have the golf draft part two coming out on monday but you can get that in the newsletter on saturday so i would recommend that you go do that uh just subscribe to it down in the newsletter it's completely or in the description it's completely free to go use julio jones did play but again every time the julio's on that injury report smash the under lavisca chenault ended up on the covid list on friday afternoon he is out this week i bumped up laquan treadwell and marvin jones Although it's tough to trust any Jags receiver. I would trust Treadwell more than anyone in this situation. Mike Evans and, well, Godwin's out because he's on injured reserve. Mike Evans likely out for this game. So Antonio Brown way up, Brashad Perriman way up, maybe Tyler Johnson. If you're in a pinch, hopefully you're not because that's not a great situation to be in. Brashad Perriman likely in. Antonio Brown likely in from his suspension from the fake Vax and his ankle injury, of course. Alan Robinson... Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, Tyler Lockett all likely in uh, based on... Uh, their status on the COVID list after missing last week, they should be okay and activated, ready to go. D.J. Moore is still dealing with this hamstring injury. Two DMPs on Wednesday and Thursday. I don't have Friday's information yet, hence the Saturday newsletter to update this. I'm guessing he's not going to go in this game, though. And The, the Panthers' offense looks in shambles. They, they're starting Cam, but Cam's not going to play the entire time, so therefore you can't start Cam. Sam Darnold might be back in. D.J. Moore might not be playing. Like This is going to be an atrocious offense against this Banger, this Buccaneers defense. Brendan Cooks is on the COVID list. I don't think that he's going to go. Still has an outside chance of playing, but things are not pointing up in his direction at the moment. Jamison Cratter has a calf injury. We'll see if he practices on Friday, but he has two DMPs to start the week. He may not go. Elijah Moore, obviously, already out. Even Vincent Smith is a part of the COVID list for the New York Jets. That's going to leave Braxton Berrios to have 25 receptions. Like, if there's a prop that you can find out there that's like five and a half, Bet the over on Berrios if Jamison Cratter is going to be out. Berrios on DraftKings as well is not a terrible play. Actually, he might be a terrible play because I actually have no idea what his price is at the moment. Let's see. Berrios on DraftKings. Where are you at, sir? But yeah, Berrios is 3500 bucks. Yeah, absolutely. With a projected ownership of like 3%. Uh, if Cratter sits, play Berrios. Make it easy on yourself because the Jags are not stopping anyone. Because the defense, Josh Allen, is going to be out in this game because he too appears on the COVID list. Uh, For the Patriots, you have Kendrick Bourne is questionable on the COVID list. You have Nelson Aguilar who's dealing with a head injury; he's questionable to play in this game against the Bills. Nikhil Harry probably going to be out. So both the Bills and Patriots receiving core is pretty decimated at the moment. Probably means a lot of targets for both Hunter Henry and Jacoby Myers in this game. Jalen Guyton is likely out on the COVID list for the Chargers. Joshua Palmer should step into his spot. If you want to play a Herbert stack, uh, which is going to be pretty popular against the Texans, you could go Herbert Allen Palmer, Herbert Williams Palmer. If you didn't want to go with the obvious, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, try to save some money somewhere. Joshua Palmer could be the key to that. Tyreek Hill has been on the COVID list all week. Not sure whether or not he's going to play. Ditto with Marquez Valdez Scantling. If he doesn't play, Against the Browns on Saturday evening, we could be looking at a pretty good Alan Lazard spot in this game. Adam Thielen and his ankle injury is a game-time decision against the Rams. Ditto for Rondell Moore Saturday night for the Cardinals. Not that you were starting him anyway because he doesn't do anything. It has negative air yards most games. Kadarius Tony is questionable with a quad injury. Zay Jones is questionable with a toe injury for the Raiders Uh, a lot going on here Marquise Goodwin is questionable with a foot injury in Seattle for the Bears this week as well obviously Elijah Moore and Chris Godwin are both on injured reserve so you can feel free to drop them for the rest of the season because they're not going to be helping your fantasy teams anytime soon quarterbacks and tight ends to watch out for. Baker Mayfield is likely going to play for the Browns on Saturday night. Heineke likely to play against the Dallas Cowboys for the Washington footballs this week as well. Activated from the COVID list and his knee injury seems to be a thing of the past. Sam Darnold is not going to start for the Carolina Panthers, but it's likely that he sees some game action and that just kneecaps Cam because Cam needs to be in the entire game to do Cam things and score those rushing touchdowns along the way. I mean, people forget that he was a top five fantasy quarterback last week and he was absolutely, Absolutely terrible in that game that's how good cam newton is as a fantasy player versus a real life player but if he's not going to see the full complement of snaps under center it's going to be pretty difficult to play him lamar jackson is likely out tower huntley is number 10 in my quarterback rankings this week one spot behind his opposition on the other side joe burrow taysom hill is out on the COVID list for monday night football ian book notre dame's cheating finest gonna be starting at quarterback for the Orleans saints who cares? No one cares. No no one's playing Ian Book. Teddy Bridgewater is out. Drew Locke is starting. Drew Locke is terrible. But at least he just kind of chucks it up. So maybe Judy or Sutton or Fant or Big Albert O or Tim Patrick can just outman their guy and come down with the ball. That's the best opportunity they have. because. Drew Locke is terrible. Justin Fields is questionable with an ankle injury, as is the opposing quarterback in that game. Russell Wilson, both are expected to play. Then you have the goof. Jared Goff is on the COVID list. He may come off to play the Falcons, but we may get Tim Boyle or David Blau in this game, which is not good. Uh, As bad as Jared Goff is, he's a markedly better quarterback than Boyle and Mr. Blau in these circumstances. So hopefully if you have Amon Ross St. Brown, Or Josh Reynolds, who's averaging over, like, 55 yards per game since he joined the Lions. Both those guys with TJ Hawkinson out for the season are, like, acceptable fantasy plays. They have a floor, and if you're looking at, like, prize picks or betting props, they're both good guys to target. Reynolds especially, because, like, everyone's just on the jock of Amon Ross St. Brown right now, because he's seeing, like, 40% of the target share. Reynolds gets his. He's like Leon from Curb. I get mine, Larry. And Josh Reynolds, going to get his if Jared Goff is playing quarterback against this terrible Falcons defense. Uh, Whoever A.J. Tyrell ends up covering is probably going to be taken out of this game. It's probably going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. We'll see, though. Uh, But I do like the Reynolds over in these circumstances if Goff ends up in. At tight end, Austin Hooper has been activated from the COVID list, so he should play, as should Harrison Bryan, as should David Njoku. So everyone is back for the Browns and their tight end roundabout that they have going on. You probably don't want to play any of them. Tower Higby is likely in against the Minnesota Vikings for the St. Louis Rams. St. Louis Rams, who am I, cussed? The Los Angeles Rams this week. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Parham likely out for the Los Angeles Treasures after sustaining that scary concussion last Thursday night. So Jared Cook gets a slight bump, but it's Jared Cook. We saw him drop. There was no more Jared Cook play ever then that touchdown drop against the Chiefs last week. That was kind of outrageous. Travis Kelsey is still on the COVID list. No word whether or not he's going to play. The Belldozer, he's also on the COVID list, so he might not play either. I have no idea, really, who the Chiefs may roll out at tight end this week. I still like them against the Steelers because Pat Fryermuth is dealing with a concussion. He has yet to pass protocol as of this recording. I'll update the newsletter if he passes, but he is likely going to miss this week for the Steelers as well. Zach Gentry becomes an interesting punt play or an anytime touch play in the prop market. Probably don't want to roll him out there in your season long fantasy lineups. Juwan Johnson and Adam Troutman both on the COVID list. Juwan Johnson could be activated for Monday night. Unlikely that Adam Troutman plays Darren Waller. you know, He might just never play again in his career. So no word on him. He has not practiced all week. So he's probably going to miss this game and Foster Moreau will end up playing. That is the injury report. Once again, I'll update the newsletter the Mayo Media newsletter available in the description to subscribe to for free uh, anytime that injuries change, I have a feeling by the time I release this show that stuff is going to be changed, so keep an eye out on the injury report before you do anything. DraftKings picks for the week, I mean, there are obvious plays. Uh, at each position like Jalen Hurts is a pretty obvious play even like now that he was taken off with the ankle injury as a 10-point favorite against the New York Giants Miles Sanders is going to be in a situation where we don't know how much he's going to play with his quad injury maybe Jordan Howard ends up going off but $6,400 on DraftKings on the main slate for Jalen Hurts you can just pair him up with Dallas Goddard and be on your way here's the issue with this week on DraftKings there are so many obvious plays that everyone knows who they are so the act and they're probably all good plays mind you at that too so here's how you need to reverse engineer this week you know where the cheap guys are going to fall and you know that they're going to be popular so maybe you can capitalize on something like Jamison Crowder not playing and playing Braxton Berrios instead maybe people have not realized that LaVisca Chenault is not going to play you can play Laquan Treadwell as your cheap guy instead because the obvious cheap guys are all going to come at running back this week just based off the COVID list and the pricing coming out beforehand so when I talk about that I mean, that everyone is going to play James Robinson. If he's going to play against the Jets at $5,900, he is a great play, just like last week. He ended up getting there last week at the same time. And all these guys are going to be super highly owned, mind you. So you're going to have to find a pivot point elsewhere. So you can just roll out uh, the threesome of James Robinson, Alexander Madison, and Justin Jackson. Running back, running back, flaps, boom. Easy game, $59, $68, $4,200. You save a ton of money in this circumstance, just like how everyone's going to play Antonio Brown at wide receiver this week at $4,900 with no Godwin or Evans. So if you use all those guys, just know that everyone else is going to use all those guys as well. So how do you pivot? Here's the thing. There are so many cheap guys, like I mentioned, even at the wide receiver position. And you can get creative and not use one of those guys. Use Ronald Jones at $5,100, who's going to be an absolute steal at that price, even against the Carolina Panthers as well. But at receivers where I think that this week gets differentiated, unless you have a really good take on where the pivot players are going to be at running back at the high end. But the high end is really where you need to come through here. So Antonio Brown, a lot of people are going to use him. Laquan Treadwell, fewer people are going to use him, but he's $3,500, so he's going to make his way. Everyone, because of all these cheap guys, is going to use Cooper Cup, as they probably should at $9,100. But do you go to, like, Nico Collins if... Brennan Cooks doesn't play, Braxton Berrios if Jamison Cratter doesn't play, because these guys are cheap and come in with lesser ownership. But when we look at the very top of wide receiver, you have some decisions to make because Cooper Cup is drawing all of the interest. Tyreek Hill will get a ton if he is activated. If not, then we're going to have Demarcus Robinson or Miko Hardman end up spiking up the list when it comes to the main slate on DraftKings. Justin Jefferson is going to be substantially lower owned than Cooper Cup in that same game. Stefan Diggs, now without Gabriel Davis, now without Cole Beasley, Does Bill Belichick just take him out of the game? Can they take him out of the game? But everyone is playing all of these guys. The move is, if you want to differentiate your team, here are the names that you should be looking at this week. Deontay Johnson, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Hunter Renfro. Those are the guys in that pocket of players. Even T. Higgins at the same time. Maybe you can use Joe Burrow if that's the way that you want to play this. Because all because people can save so much money on this slate, they can use it to pay up at running, pay up at tight end, pay up at wide receiver. That's exactly what they're doing. When you see that Cooper Cup is going to carry like a 37% ownership tag in the Millionaire Maker, that may even mean he's a bad fate. He might still be a good leverage point based on how many fantasy points he scores on a week-to-week basis. But because people have all that extra money by playing Justin Jackson and Ronald Jones that means they are paying up so if you can go to that next tier and hit and not necessarily have Cup bust or Jefferson bust but just not be the guys that you absolutely need to have in the optimal lineup all of a sudden these guys on the next tier who have just as high of an upside they just don't hit it quite as often as everyone else like Chase against Baltimore is a great play whether or not he comes through I have no idea but that is exactly how you attack Baltimore they are favorites at home and Baltimore has no secondary and can be beaten deep Like that's the recipe for Jamar Chase they did it last time against Baltimore and just no one really wants to play Jamar Chase this week at all like like I said, if Brendan Cooks is going to be out in this game, now we're looking at a situation where Nico Collins or Brevin Jordan who's coming back this week, could be a decent play with Davis Mills, Like you want the cheapest stack possible against a bad Chargers defense who is going to post points on the other side Like you want to play Justin Jackson and get different with the strategy that you can use with a bringback, you play Justin Jackson on one side you play Davis Mills, you play Nico Collins, you play Chris Conley, you play Brevin Jordan, one of those guys, two of those guys, whoever it is, they're the cheapest guys possible. And then you can really roll out like the very high-end running backs if you want to in that circumstance. Um, Because even when you get to like the mid-tier at wide receiver, like the $5,000 range, like it's not super intriguing unless you go to Van Jefferson, which is a fine play, or Russell Gage or Marquise Brown. But considering you can have Jamar Chase and hunter renfro and deontay johnson just by not having cooper cup and that means your team is completely different that's not the worst pivot move in the world because when you look at the very top of running back this week like delvin cook is not playing austin eckler is probably not going to play do you really want to play Najee harris in this matchup maybe maybe you do uh, maybe you want to play joe mixon who's a bit banged up maybe you want to play cordell or patterson but it's just very clear that it's going to be james robinson Joe Mixon, or not Joe Mixon, sorry, Alexander Madison, Ronald Jones, and Justin Jackson. Those are the ones carrying the ownership. And listen, running back chalk is always better than wide receiver chalk. It's better than chalk at any other position because we're just projecting out touches. If you want to have some sort of pivot, although still popular, I think that David Montgomery is a very fine play against the Seattle Seahawks. I think that Michael Carter is a pretty good play against the Jacksonville Jaguars to get on the other side. Maybe that's a mini stack you want to run. You run... Michael Carter one way, you run James Robinson back the other. And that's just the way that you attack that game. I mean, Saquon's going to play a bunch, although Saquon has just been god-awful. I mean, he's a possibility to go to now with all of these bills out and Devin Singletary running like over 90% of the snaps it's tough to run on the New England Patriots but maybe if he's on the field that much all of a sudden he's being used in the passing game because they have no one else I mean he's $5,100 and he's gonna be like 3% owned like these are the potential guys that you can go to just to get away from what the obvious plays of the week are going to I don't want to steer you away from that too much but you might end up playing like You know, if you have nine players in a DraftKings lineup, all of a sudden you're playing like a 3v3 with like 300,000 other people to win a million bucks. It's not really a position you want to be in. That's a tough scene to go get. So that's the DraftKings breakdown for the week, the ownership breakdown for the week. Apologies for not having a full DraftKings show, but there's not going to be another one next week either for Week 17 as we start rounding ourselves back into golf season on the Pat Mayo Experience. So Monday, golf draft. Tuesday, ranking show for the Fantasy Football Finals. Wednesday, spread pick show with Jeff and Tim. Him. Thursday, me and Feinberg have a season preview and majors bets for golf. And then Friday, best bets with Cam Stewart and Rob Pizzola. So please tune into the Pat Mayo Experience, leave a rating and review. And that will do it for me. Become a member at RunTheSims.com right now for hundred bucks through the Super Bowl. Best deal in the biz. Let the computer do the heavy lifting for you. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time.